Thanks for tuning into the ES First podcast. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. So take a minute to hop on over and give us a like or a follow. And of course, if you're ever in Excelsior Springs, stop on by. We can't wait to welcome you home. Good morning. Welcome to ES First Online. We're having a great time right here at ES First, and we are excited you're here joining us. Wherever you are, we would pray that God would come into your situation, into your room, into your space, and you would experience him in a real way today. I want to talk to you today about this idea of abiding. Abide is a word that uh, in archaic definitions means to live. It means to, uh, to stay, remain in a place where you live like your own house. Most of us are familiar with abiding because we're abiding somewhere right now. We're away from everybody else and we're existing by our own selves in a house. Kids, maybe not, maybe by yourself, maybe with parents. Whatever it is that you're doing, you are living in one place. And, and this word abide means to stay or to live or to dwell in your own house or in someone else's house as if it were your own. Maybe somebody, <laughs> you're saying, I wish I could do a house swap. I wish I could go to somebody else's house and live there like it was my own right now. But wherever you are, you're familiar with this term abide. And Jesus, in chapter 15, he's going to, in John chapter 15, he's going to talk a little bit about this word abide. And he is, he is finishing up the last couple days with his disciples. He's getting ready to be crucified uh, and, and, and die and rise from the dead. And he is spending three, about three or four chapters here where he is talking to his disciples and giving them advice before he leaves them for good. And he says, I want you to abide in me. Now, that's an interesting thing. We don't really know how to do that. How do we abide in Jesus? Most of us have heard that, you know, Jesus lives in your heart. But what about you living in Jesus? And he's walking through a vineyard, and he's hanging out, and he begins to talk about these vine and branches and how that um, these grapes are growing because all of the branches are attached to a big vine that runs throughout the vineyard. And Jesus says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. He says, I'm running through everything, I am in everything, and if you stay connected to me, you'll bear fruit. And he says, if you'll stay connected to me, you'll bear much fruit, and you'll bear more fruit. He, he kind of says levels, fruit, more fruit, much fruit. And his idea is that if, if you stay connected to me, if you abide in me, that you'll grow in the things of God, and I'll be with you and flowing through you, to the world. And then he gives us some information here in John chapter 15, verse 9, and he, he kind of gives us insight into what that abiding might be like. So let's read it in John chapter 15, verse 9, and we'll go on from there. Here we go. Uh, verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. 
You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you may go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray right now that your spirit would make this come alive in us, that we be people who remain in Jesus' love. And then because of that, everything in our life is different. I pray that we're transformed during this time as the world is being transformed and we grow and we exceed every expectation we ever had before because we have spent time with you. In Jesus' name, amen. I grew up uh, in a bunch of different places, but uh, my family was from, from California, and they were they're traveling the road in a tour bus. And uh, so I was born, they say, on the road. I was born uh, on, a, on a bus, a GMC tour bus, and we were just traveling around the nation. And we landed in Cedar Falls, Iowa, where we had some family, some cousins, and that's where my mother delivered me in Cedar Falls. And then we hopped back on the bus, and for two years, we were just driving around the, the nation. And they've been doing this for 10 years before I got there, but they were rambling traveling family. And that was us. I was born on a tour bus. And, and that was my location was this tour bus. And we landed in Iowa. My, my dad pastored some churches there, but I spent most of my young years all up to about age 16 in Iowa. And then we moved to Kansas City, and Kansas City was a wonderful experience for me. It was a place where my music could grow, my love for art, my love for culture grew in Kansas City. And then before I was ever 20 years old, I, I I joined the circus, so to speak. I jumped on a cruise ship, and I lived in the Caribbean. Now, those are kind of my three locations, Iowa and Kansas City, Missouri, and, uh, and a cruise ship. And, and those locations defined me. They were what made a lot about me, uh, made, made up a lot about me. And, and you, can, you can experience this, too. When you travel around, it's funny to run into somebody who is from your area. It's like you know them, even though you don't know them. I happen to be in Italy at the Vatican, the, the, uh, the St. Peter's Cathedral, and we're walking around this holy place uh, where, where we're, 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 we're looking at uh, sculptures of, of Jesus, and we're, we're praying and thinking about who Jesus is, and I look down, and I see this guy with a chief shirt on. And it happened to be during the playoffs, and uh, it, it was a good year for us. Mahomes was doing well, and I was like, hey, are you from Kansas City? He's like, I'm from Kansas City. I'm from Kansas City. And we talked a little bit about what it was like to be where we were from, even though we were seven hours ahead, completely across the whole entire world. And before we left, he says, hey, the game goes on at 2 a.m. because we're excited to be in the playoffs. But it's interesting how we think we know people based on their location. And it shapes a lot about us, but, but it's actually not 100% true because the location says a lot about you, but it's really deeper than that because no matter where you go, there you are. Your location is in your heart. It's who you've become. And so Jesus says, I want you to abide. I want you to live in me. Whether you live in Iowa or Kansas City or in the Caribbean or in California or in Italy, it doesn't matter where you are. I want you to live in me. He says in, in verse chapter 9, he says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain or abide in my love. That's an interesting place because love 
is a place of security. We have ideas of love, right? We have, we have like our, our passions and we love stories like The Notebook and we just watched that the other day during our quarantine and Reagan had never seen it and she was bawling her eyes out by the end. She's like, this isn't really that sad of a movie, but at the end she was crying and that's pretty much all of us. We have an idea of what love should be, how we risk it all for love, but Jesus' love is a secure place. It's a whole place. It's completely surrounded with the love from the Father to Jesus. And he says, you can remain in that kind of connection. You can live in that kind of connection. And if you'll do that, you'll be like a plant that's attached to life. Like a vine and branches and grapes that come out fruitful because they lived connected. Now, most of the time in our life, we are trying to follow God's commands. He says, I want you to follow my commands and, 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 and do what I say. But what he says is, is this one command. He said, my command is this. Wait for it. Wait for it. Love each other. And it's like he stands back. Here you go. That's it. How you like that? Love each other as I have loved you. If you'll remain my command, if, if you'll follow my commands, then the Father will love you. Everything will be right in your life if you will remain in Jesus's love for you. It's this model of remaining in God's love. He says, if you'll do that, he says, you'll flourish. He says, you'll have joy and your joy will be made complete. He says, he goes on to say that you can, you'll bear much fruit in your life. You'll be prosperous. And, and he says that you can ask for things in Jesus name and the father will respond to you if you remain in love. Wow. That's a tall order. That's a very big thing. But it seems like we don't really do that. It seems like we're far removed from this remaining in his love. Some people may do it really well. And, and for, as for me and you, we kind of like, we size ourselves up because things aren't happening in my life. Things are weird in my life. Maybe, I, I, why doesn't God respond to me? God, where are you? We all want to be close to God. God, would you do something? Would you come down? Would you, would you just hear my prayer? Whatever it is. But God is actually close. He repeats that over and over in Scripture. As a matter of fact, in Acts 17, 28, it says that in him we live and move and have our being. In other words, everything you do is in him. Just a few verses before that, Paul says this. He says, God fills everything, Jesus fills everything with life and breath and everything else, all things. That Jesus is in all things. So when he asks us, he says, I want you to abide in me, remain in me, stay in my love, live here. Why is it that we don't experience that the way that we really want to? You know, in the Bible, it says that if you will seek God, he'll be found by you, that he, is, he rewards those who seek him. And he's in everything. He's flowing through everything, life, breath, everything else. In him we live, we move and have our every movement I do is in God. It's crazy to think about how connected our lives to God could be, but they're not. Hmm. It's so simple. It's so simple to connect to God. You say, Brandon, if, if it's so simple, then, then why don't more people do it? Well, it's simple. It's easy to connect to God, but it's also easy not to. 
You know, we get kind of sidetracked with, with our issues, with our, our, our day-to-day, our circumstances, our, our thoughts in our mind. All of these things, does God love me? Does God want me? What am I going to do? What am I going to do today? What are, where are we going to go? All these circumstances, the circumstantial things. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that oftentimes the deposit that God puts in your life is whisked away by all these cares and circumstances in everyday, ordinary concerns, we should be concerned about remaining in his love. How many times do you approach relationships around you with your kids, with your spouse, with your, with your boss, with your family, whatever it is? How often do you approach them from the idea of love? That God loves and I love. Love each other. Remain in God's love. How often do we do that? Not often, I would probably say. We don't probably say, well, how does God want me to love this person? No, we usually say this. Well, I, what, what do I need to happen for, for my concerns, my best interests, for my life to move forward? And instead, we should be asking, how can we love each other the way that Jesus has loved us? And that's the way that we remain in Jesus. We live there because of this love. It's easy to remain. It's easy not to. We have to become aware of this relationship with Jesus. It comes by the Holy Spirit. He spends time in these chapters talking about how the Holy Spirit will come into our lives and fill us with love. As a matter of fact, Paul writes about the fruit of the Spirit, the Spirit that is overflowing in our lives with love, peace, Patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness. All of these things, self-control that flow from a relationship of remaining in God. It's easy to do, and it's easy not to. You have to ask yourself in every situation, in every decision you make, am I living from this flow of this supply that God gives me or not? It's interesting because usually we we chalk up, I don't have love for that person. I don't have patience for that person. I don't have the self-control for this. But actually, what Jesus starts off with is, I want you to remain in the vine, and out of the vine, you'll bear much fruit. Right? I I have a a cactus, and a cactus is, is an interesting plant because you can get by not watering a cactus for a long time, which is kind of tricky because it supplies its own thing. It supplies its own, its own water. But eventually, if you never water it, it will never be alive. It'll be dead. And it's tricky because it, it has the image that it's thriving, that it's alive. But if it doesn't get the supply, it dries up. Other plants, they, they dry up right away. Right? If, if they don't get enough water, enough sunlight, it's like they're gone. People say, I don't know, I'm not good with plants. I don't have a green thumb. Whatever it is. But your life can't be determined by you not having a green thumb. Your life has to be determined by every day going back to the supply of abide. We have to ask questions like this. God, what do you want for my life? What decision do you want me to make? How do you want me to respond? This is what Jesus says. And he says, remain in my love. Oftentimes, our decisions are made out of insecurity rather than the wholeness of Jesus' love for us. Can I tell you today that Jesus loves you? That he loves you dearly. He jumped straight out of heaven and 
came running towards you. That God would send Jesus to express his love and his heart for you wherever you are. That's interesting to really think about because oftentimes we feel like a bouncing ball bouncing everywhere and not resting in the security of his love. It's easy to love others when you understand that Jesus has loved you. It's easy to operate in love when you understand that that God has filled you with his Holy Spirit. It's easy to understand that it's not you trying to love, desperately trying to love. It's actually remaining in Jesus' love. And through that, he loves through you to others. He says, you do that and you'll bear much fruit. You'll flourish. Your whole life will flourish. That you'll have answered prayer. That things will happen in your life as you remain in him. Follow my commands, he says. And this is the command. Love each other. Love each other as I have loved you. Can I pray for you today where you are? Maybe in these times you don't feel like you even love that much. Maybe you feel like the Father has forsaken you, that Jesus is nowhere to be found. The Spirit, you don't, you don't even know what that is. You never felt goosebumps. You don't even know what, what that feels like anymore. Maybe, maybe it is you've forgotten that it's in Him that you live, move, and have your being. Maybe you've forgotten that it's His life, His breath, and everything that's in your life. Maybe you haven't enjoyed anything in the last month. Maybe you just, you're just going on and on and on and you're trying to figure out how life is supposed to be now. This new normal. We got to get back to normal. Whatever it is that you've been saying, God actually is alive and well in your situation. He's alive and well in everything that you're doing because he has given you the opportunity to be close, to be near. If, if, but just tap in and to remain in his love. He supplies. Father, I thank you for my friends who have turned and tuned in today. I pray that, that your spirit would be flowing in them full all the way up to overflowing inside of them, moving, brooding, boiling up as life does inside of us. We wake up in the morning, we breathe deep, we stretch out. We're glad to be alive. I pray that we would wake up each morning glad to be alive in you, glad to be connected to you. I pray that every situation, every circumstance, every opportunity, that we would have the ability to look and say, I choose to be aware of God in this situation. I choose to be tapped into his supply. I choose to abide, to live in God's house as if it were my own. No matter where I am, my heart has found its home in Jesus. I remain, stay in this idea. Love each other as I have loved you. We know that you have loved us, God. We know that you are for us, not against us. We know that you are faithful. We know that you are close and it transforms every part of our life. Help us to be aware of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. God bless you.